Hello and welcome everyone to the Triangles Meditation Group, which meets each Monday at this time. And today is August 14th, 2023. And so as we do each week, let's begin by taking a brief moment of silence to link with the collective worldwide group of Triangles members and then sound together the noontime recollection. We know, O Lord of life and love, about the need. Touch our hearts anew with love, that we too may love and give. So each week we come together to implement the key ideas in that recollection to love and give. For through that means we give our souls entry into this world of form, into this world of glamour and illusion through the outpouring of light and love, which is a collective activity and therefore consequently much more powerful than the work that any of us could undertake as individuals. So we come together in this service work of triangles and we do what we can to introduce it to new members and to aid them in the forming of triangles. So if you are new to this work, welcome. And we hope that we can provide you with some needed information in order to help you to not only form a triangle, but also to understand somewhat about this form of planetary service. And we also come together to create a platform for those of us who are already members of triangles to participate together in a meditative visualization in the support and strengthening of the planetary network. Triangles is a simple visualization technique using the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform consciousness. It's simply the establishing of a line of lighted loving communication between three people who agree to vivify a golden triangular formation between themselves each day. They link together mentally, spiritually, and in a spirit of goodwill to all humanity. And then their triangle is placed within the larger planetary network of triangles. And as the network is visualized, the great invocation, a world prayer, is sounded in order to release and circulate the energies through the etheric network surrounding the planet and to aid the great Lord of our world in transforming that network from one of squares, which is reflective of the personality life into a network of triangles, the symbol of the soul. So this work and this spiritual practice only need take a few minutes each day, and therefore it can be fit into even the busiest of schedules. And if you would like to reach out and form a triangle, whether you're a new member or an old member, you can always place your name in the chat box 
and hopefully two other people on the webinar will agree to form a triangle with you. So after our meditation today, we're going to be hearing from our guest uh, speaker, Dwayne Carpenter, and he's been involved in the triangles work and esoteric studies for 50 years. He combines animations and visual images to assist in communicating this important triangle work to a wider audience. And his theme today will be the etheric planetary network through the lens of animation. And I think you'll be amazed at his visualizations. And then I also wanted to announce that tomorrow, Tuesday evening in London and New York, uh, we'll be holding our monthly new moon meditation. And so in London, that meeting begins at 6.30 British summertime. And in New York, it occurs at 6 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. So we hope to see you then. And so let's begin with a brief um, visualization. This is taken from a passage in the teachings, which the Tibetan says we can provide a service by visualizing it into existence. So it just sound the Om three times, visualizing the energy of the soul, flooding the personality life, perfecting our instruments so that the music of the soul and the musical quality of the hierarchy can be heard. Sound permeates all forms. Life and light permeate all forms. The planet has its own note or sound. And each atom of substance also has its sound. All forms can be evoked into music. And each person has their peculiar chord. All chords contribute to the great symphony which the hierarchy and humanity are playing. And playing now. Each spiritual group has its own tune. And the groups which are in process of collaborating with the hierarchy make music ceaselessly. 
this rhythm of sound, this myriad of chords and notes blend with the music of the hierarchy. This is a steadily enriching symphony. As the centuries slip away, all these sounds slowly unite and are resolved into each other until someday the planetary symphony which Sanat Kamara is composing will be completed and our earth will then make a notable contribution to the great chords of the solar system. Then as the Bible says, the sons of God, the planetary Logoi, will sing together. This will be the result of right breathing, of controlled and organized rhythm, of true pure thought, and of the correct relation between all the parts of the chorus. Visualize and breathe this vision into existence. In the Ajahn's Wisdom teachings, there's a key thought which describes some of the issues in our world today, and it says that spiritual impression has been interrupted, and there's been interference with the divine circulatory flow on our planet Earth. And some people, perhaps rightly, have asked why God has allowed such a situation to develop, and especially since he's such an all-powerful being, how could this have happened? And some people turn away from divinity as a result, citing if, the, if there were a God, he would surely not allow there to be so much suffering in the world. But of course we know that God did not allow this suffering God did not create this interference with the divine circulatory flow. God is not the responsible party in human affairs. It is, of course, humanity that has not taken up the responsibility that it is ours. It is we who have allowed the present situation to develop. For though, although God sees and knows all that is occurring within our world, he and the collected hierarchy are detached observers, as is our own soul and the collective soul of humanity. It's rather the personality that has created this interference, and it is the soul of humanity that must restore the flow. 
it's only therefore through the instrumentality of humanity, particularly those people who are members of the new group of world servers who must summon the ways and the means to restore the flow and stop the interference. And we have to take the responsibility to, to contribute to that act. And it's said that this interference and this arresting of the divine circulatory flow is the major problem facing the ashrams at this time. And the only way it can be rectified is through the instrumentality of the new group of world servers, through the triangles workers as well as being part of that group, standing within that bridging group and bringing through hierarchical energies through which the plan can work out. For although humanity is sensitive to hierarchical impression, nonetheless, at this time, it is captured by many distractions, arrested by many thought forms that serve to block this flow and create this interference. And we have to know that whenever there is an opening within the planetary heart, there is the challenge of remaining humanity remaining balanced enough to handle the influx of the energies. And perhaps that is one of the ways that we have to keep in mind at this time when there is such a tremendous influx of energies during this month of the Leo Festival. And although humanity has not always demonstrated its ability to hold the balance at the time of these great inpouring influxes of energy, nonetheless, there is much hope to be gained from humanity's growing interest in the movements of the stars and the planets and the ability to attain alignments that put us within this divine circulatory flow of energies. And we're in one such cycle now. Not only is this the serious festival when the month of August, when we can attain that collective alignment or at least tap into a infinitesimal fragment of it, of the great star Sirius. Just yesterday, um, there was a powerful alignment between our Earth the planet Venus, and the sun. And this alignment called the inferior conjunction uh, occurs every 18 months. It's a key opportunity uh, for awakening, as I said, of this planetary soul. For as many of you may know who've read The Secret Doctrine, Venus stands as the soul to the Earth's personality. And so during this time, um, when Venus stands between the sun and the earth, it's the closest to the earth within the entire annual cycle. And so it can, we can speculate that during this 40-day period of the retrograde station of Venus, and particularly at the day of its exactitude, which was yesterday, we can have a real powerful influx of soul energy into our planet. And we, as members of the new group of world servers, can therefore do what we can to participate in this event, evoking, helping to evoke the soul 
of humanity into fuller expression. And as I said, this is a 40-day period. It began on July 22nd and will extend until September 3rd. And some have called this um, a human parallel or a present-day parallel to some of the great achievements that have the spiritual achievements that have been undertaken by humanity in previous 40-day periods. Perhaps one of the most important being Christ's 40-day period in the desert after receiving the baptism initiation. We're told he spent 40 days fasting and alone in the desert. And it was a time of testing. It was a time when he stood between the forces of his dweller aspect and the energies of his overshadowing soul. And he was tested on a collective level. His testing was for all humanity. And during that time, there was great uh, movement forward and great decisions made on the part of Jesus and the Christ on his level. And so we um, today, in our parallel period of 40 days, these 40 days of the Venus cycle, perhaps give us also an opportunity to go through a solitary period, a period of testing and challenge and a battle between our soul and our personality. So with those thoughts in mind, let's work together in our meditation, working with this Venus five-pointed star cycle. So we meditate together as the group, standing with the, in the center of the cross on the mental plane in conjunction with our group brothers, with all triangles workers throughout the world. We project a line of lighted energy into the planetary heart center and sound the affirmation of love. In the center of all love, I stand. From that center, I, the soul, will outward move. From that center, I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the divine self be shed abroad in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world. Visualization. Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. And visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the Radiant Worldwide Triangles Network.
Now lift the consciousness to the world teacher who stands at the heart of the center of love in the spiritual hierarchy and at the heart of each triangle. Now holding the alignment between your individual triangle, the collective group of all triangles workers, the group soul, and the Christ. Hold the collective group mind open and receptive to the imploring energy of love. Precipitation. Visualize the energies of love, light, and goodwill circulating in and around the triangle's network from point to point and flowing out through the network into the hearts and minds of people everywhere. Visualize these energies unifying and eliminating all divisions within humanity, healing and transforming human consciousness, establishing right human relationships. Linking together as a group, we sound the mantra of unification. The sons of men are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve, and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love 
that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles. See new triangles being formed everywhere. distribution, sound the great invocation, silently or aloud. And as we repeat each stanza, let's visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, and as a channel through which light, love, and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth.
Thank you, everyone. Now I'd like to welcome Dwayne and ask you to share your screen. Hi, Dwayne. Greetings, Kathy. Hey. I would like to thank you, Kathy, and the Triangles Meditation Group for the invitation to share some additional insights into the science of triangles. Thank you. Before we, go ahead. No, I was just saying thank you. <laughs> Before we begin, I'd like to quote the Tibetan on a theme that is I think historically very important. And what the group may think of this quote that they can put in the chat, that if time permits at the end, we might discuss a little. First of all, the books were published and they came out in ordered sequence and provide a body of teachings and of truth which will serve the needs of the coming generation. It is for my disciples to safeguard this presentation of truth during this century and to see to it that the books are sent forth steadily upon their mission until they are finally superseded next century by a newer and more adequate teaching. I find that quote one of the most profound by the Tibetan because he's referring to the period that we are now entering this next century. And to me, the ageless wisdom is perennial. And I don't see the ageless wisdom teachings changing, but they may require a newer and more adequate teaching forum. And I hope to share and outline a little of where I think that is going. I'm going to skip a few additional statements by the Tibetan because Kathy in her wonderful outline indicated the big picture and with that meditation and with so many people having a background in triangle work it's just not necessary to repeat certain of these concepts but I will start with this quote where the Tibetan says from Dina too, the purpose of such orientation is that the life of the triangles may penetrate the area of the square and produce the inevitable consequence, the germinating of ideas and the flowering of the new civilization and culture. Now, 
in this image, we see at the far left a globe, or it could be the individual auric field of any disciple or group. And it is composed of squares. And squares, unfortunately, are not that advanced, and they can allow negative and inimical forces to penetrate its fragile shield. So the idea of drawing a line of lighted substance diagonally across these open squares, negativity and evil are sealed from entry. And it can be done several times. And each time there's another line passed through that square, that square is transmutated and now expresses in the second globe in the middle the consciousness or the love aspect of the path. And this is where perfect health, whether it's a planet, a group, or an individual, gains its strength. And then on the far right, we have a sphere with a simulated grid of over 9,000 points of light in its triangular mesh with 29,000 plus links. And if you can read it, and I apologize if it's rather small, the type that says it is impervious to outside forces and can only be destroyed by the light within, keeping in mind that evil is often considered the destruction of the outer form prematurely, whereas the occult death is, during initiation, the destruction of the outer form or forms from within. Now, to understand the science of triangles in perhaps just a slightly different visual way, you can see that these beautiful star patterns at the very bottom of the image are actually extensions and the result of a series of triangles that are above it. And if you can imagine those triangles, <coughs> excuse me, linking one level, one plane, or one ray as it descends, you can grasp sort of visually how, as Kathy eloquently outlined earlier, that, that our individual triangles, our group triangles, they, they move out and they connect on a planetary level and even higher on solar levels. So keep that image in mind because we're going to review it 
a little further into this presentation. I love this quotation by the Tibetan. This you can do now, and you can form thus the nucleus of that great interwoven pattern of light and of goodwill, which must underline or substand all outer work of renovation, renewal, rehabilitation, and reconstruction. I ask you and other disciples, therefore, to work with renewed interest at the forming of triangles. So what we see here is sort of a six-pointed star, sort of a fractal that's multidimensional. And if you're not on a cell phone, you'll see it's made up of exclusively triangles. And the, the beauty of triangles cannot fully be comprehended until the sort of the, the mental clairvoyance is beginning to be developed. But when you look up at the heavens at night, imagine that all the planets and the stars are connected by hidden triangles of energy and force, that they are not sitting out there like random lights in a black void. They are all connected electrically and magnetically by these triangles and these rivers of lighted substance. This next triangle is one of my favorite, where we see the Christ bringing powerful first-ray forces down onto the physical plane through the beautiful blue, which is the love-wisdom ray, and then, of course, out into the world. And you can read and see that this triangle has three parts. The point within the triangle, which is the purely abstract, the second is the dispenser of the waters of life, which is sort of the love vibration. And then, of course, that love stepped down to the lesser rays where they nourish the little ones. And here he will continue to work for 2,500 years as we move into the age of Aquarius. Now, this is part two. And we're going to go from a few quotations and a few symbolic images, which are very powerful if you have a highly developed imagination. But what we're going to move into, and we're going to use this quote by the Tibetan as sort of an entree vous, is if you do not have an advanced ability to visualize some of these concepts, you're going to be presented with them very graphically. And we'll discuss this after this first animation.
now the viewer may think that I've taken artistic license here with my fourth ray, but I want to read this quote by the Tibetan because it indicates the organic and holistic side to the triangle work and that what you just viewed, that rotating sort of fractal is very much in keeping with what he's trying to get the disciple to visualize but often is unable. I wonder if you can grasp at least partially and symbolically the fact that these triangles must not be thought of as plays static and eternally the same or even as three-dimensional. They must be regarded as in rapid movement, revolving eternally in space and ceaselessly moving onward and as of fourth and fifth dimensional extension. There is no way of depicting them or bringing them visually to your attention, for only the inner eye of vision can imagine their progression, position, or appearance. Therefore, the entire cosmic web and solar system is an intricate, constantly moving, interwoven series of triangles wherein each point of a triangle emanates three additional lines of energy, nine in all. So now we're going to see another animated image that accentuates the idea of triangles. And you not only have the triangles rotating, but you can see that they form like a vortex so that each triangle or group of triangles interconnects with the next level below it or the next level above it and use these as mini meditations.
keeping in mind that every triangle has three points of light and that they are positioned on different levels and that they rotate. Now this is a, a very quick one, but in esoteric astrology, for those who are interested in that science, the Tibetan illustrates, as you can see here, five different constellations that pour redemptive energy to the earth, seated at the bottom of the five-pointed star. But what is often overlooked is DK's statement after he shares a number of these images that, quote, when visualizing these diagrams, the symbol should be seen in rapid revolution. So here we go again. We're talking about triangles, but they're not static, they're in motion. So what we see in the next image here is a reproduction of that with the five-pointed star with each of the astrological colors that goes with their unique ray makeup. So I want you to really feel the potency and the power of all five of these constellations pouring their energy, uh, excuse me, four constellations right now into the planet Earth as we do this brief Doesn't that give you a sense of expansive movement, a sense of multidimensional, a sense of many forces as a congeries coming together at the same time? Now, I promised Kathy I wasn't going to get into excruciating minutiae here, but I just want to point out that all of the triangles that the Tibetan outlines, the major triangles in his works, are seen in this image and when we go to the next image you're going to see the same triangles condensed into a more intuitive visual in other words every culture because triangles is a universal language and all esoteric religions partake of it in one way or another uh, they may express it a little differently. And I noticed beautiful renditions of the Sri Yantra in the opening of this uh, meditation and sharing by Kathy. Excellent. So now we're going to see it in motion.
excellent. The Tibetan has said that triangles are self-organizing because they're uh, the precipitation from the mind of God, the heart of God, and of course the will of God, and they take a specific geometric form. And now we're going to close this short presentation with another animation that shows a man slash woman being overshadowed by the occult fire and the, the high spiritual energy that triangles invoke. And this can be taken individually as a group dynamic or on a planetary level. like to give my appreciation once again for being able to share some of these I think newer concepts and ideas seen visually because the triangle is the basis of all manifestation and I'd like to give a special attribute to Rose my partner who without her selfless service I would be still trying to put up the first frame so thank you all very much. Thank you so much, Duane. And thank you, Rose. That was uh, very special and very unique to our, our webinar here. And so we're, we're so grateful to have you with us. Um, it must be a, a really spiritual kind of experience to create these. Could you just tell us a little bit about the experience of being the uh, person who brings forth these incredible objects. What's it like? <laughs> well, thank you, Kathy. But I have to say in all sincerity, all of these animations are not originals of mine. Okay. Uh, a, a number of them are. And sometimes the artist is on the video. Very often you just get little bits and pieces and you sort of weave them together. But uh -huh. I would say to answer your question, which is certainly uh, right to the heart, I think I've gained progress by putting aside my personal preferences in art uh, 
like just creating a clear vehicle so that I can be inspired from higher levels than my personality because these images are universal and everyone viewing these can be moved equally. It's not a, it may have more emphasis of the second ray, but it can be, have an application to all the rays. Mm. Well, thank you. Uh, I have seen a number of your presentations at the seven ray conferences and I can just attest to how many different um, visualizations and you've created it's just amazing so uh, yeah where can people find out about your work and I understand that you're you are having some uh, webinars during this time so maybe you could your Rose could put that information in the chat box so if anyone's interested they could contact you about that yes she uh, just did it should come up in the chat box okay great uh, we have a hand raised, I see. If anyone else would like to raise their hand, that would be great. Hey, Ellie, can you unmute? Good afternoon. Wow, that was awesome. Um, I wanted to comment, um, along with the Alice Belly work, I've spent 30 years studying the um, Jane Roberts Seth material. Yes. And these visuals actually bring to mind some very in-depth discussion on the nature of our reality. and this this um, Seth entity claimed that how reality manifests even on an atomic and molecular level is what he called pyramid gestalts and that they spun. So your visuals actually remind me very much of how where my imagination has taken me over the years with that description. So if if all matter manifests and all matter is of a spiritual basis, and manifests in such a way, then, of course, the spiritual impulse that we try to work with would also feasibly come in in such a manner. So they're beautiful visuals, and they really hit home for me. So thank you. What a fabulous share. And I cannot agree with you more since I uh, am familiar with Jane Roberts and her Seth material. And I would put her on a very, very high sort of telepathic psychic level, one of the very first Aquarian that came actually prematurely for the amount of people who should have known of her works. So thank you, Ellie. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Uh, do you have any thoughts, Dwayne, about the future of the digital art world and the animation world? Where, where do you think it's going? Well, to answer that question properly, I would have to skip back slightly to studies in neuroscience historically at this time. It has been proven that people assimilate information much faster when you use visuals than through the spoken word or text. In fact, if my memory serves me correctly, you can remember something you see three times faster and five times longer if you see an image of it. Now, that's not to say anytime soon we're going to do without the, the beauty and the wonder of words uh, or text, but to me, 
when DK says there's going to be a new interpretation, I see taking the ageless wisdom teachings, and this applies to Rudolf Steiner, H.P. Blavatsky, and many other luminaries, and bringing them alive to the modern generation, and particularly younger people who are so uh, fixed on the visual. And that's no excuse not to tackle a good book or to read and understand it in other ways. But I have seen people struggle with some of these esoteric concepts DK has presented for years, but with the right image, symbol, or animation, they go, oh, wow, I can't believe this. And Alice Bailey, for all of her genius, was not an artist. No, but I'm sure from what you're saying that in the new teaching, because of the new technology that surely some of the the images that he included, the charts that he included in the past presentations could be presented as, as animated presentations and that would bring a whole new uh, depth of understanding like you're saying. So that's something to consider going forward. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Excellent, thank you. Uh, there's another hand raised, Sam. Let's see. Sam, can you unmute? Oh, Hi, Sam. wonderful. Thank you so much for all your work, everybody. Um, it, it, was, it was quite a few years ago, I think um, it was Kathy who did um, an introduction to us of um, using um, Polaris, Mirac and Doobie, um, and which made me get to um, check out how far those stars were from us, light years. And I found that um, Polaris was 350, Mirac was 60, and Doobie was 105, which, you know, then encouraged me to um, sort of expand my vision outwards in a more three, four dimensional view. And um, so, yeah, it's just fabulous to hear you all say about this and that expansion of our consciousness. So thank you so much. Well, we know from some of the progressive areas of scientific research, such as the Thunderbolts project and the Electric Universe link, that every star is connected by a plasma stream that is not deterred by distance. In other words, it's easy to look up at the heavens and say, okay, Dubai and Polaris, wow, you know, there's an alignment, but they're so far apart. They're millions of light years apart. Mm. However, with this new electrical theory, and Jual Cool outlined this, that at some point in the future, after the turn of the century, uh, the ageless wisdom teachings were going to be given an electrical component, that they were going to speaking in the power of voltage. And so science is, is uncovering these secrets. And if you're disappointed with science, you're, you're not connecting into the more progressive work of people like Nassim Haramine. Thank you. Um, so one more final comment, and then we should probably close. Uh, Dana? 
Hi, Dana, can you unmute? You're on, Dana. Yeah, I was able to unmute. Yeah, I just wanted to comment because of the things that I know that Dwayne does. One of the really helpful things that he does is he does your array chart for you with your own personal rays, and then he animates it. And that's really, really invocative for me. So I just wanted to share that. Thank you, Dana. So Duane, we really appreciate your coming here and sharing just a fragment of all of your work. So did you have any final thought you'd like to share with the group? I would just like to send my light and love out to the group and my appreciation for them taking time from their busy schedules to be a part of this. Blessings. Thank you. So let's just close with a moment of silence, visualizing the planet surrounded by a network of golden triangles. Thank you, everyone.